0: Introducing the L.A. Anorak Jacket. Add this to your wardrobe and you'll be looking stylish in no time. It's the L.A. Anorak Jacket. It's perfect for game days, watch parties, reading angry social media posts, freaking out over transfer rumors, listening to your favorite podcast, staying dry from the tears of your rivals. Pre-order now at 12threads.com. Available for a limited time only, Alma Corazon and Evita.
1: dot com. Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% LA Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world of the five time MLS Cup champion, LA Galaxy. Hello, everybody,
0: and welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm your host, Josh Gessman, coming to you on a Thursday, February 29th. The LA Galaxy getting ready to head on their first road trip of the season up to the city by the bay. No, that's San Francisco. It's way nicer. They're headed to San Jose. Do you know the way to San Jose? It's going to be rainy. It's going to be wet. Can the LA Galaxy get their first victory of 2024 in San Jose at that tiny little park up there? Little PayPal park. Tiny little park. We'll see What they can do and how they can do it. Uh, we're gonna go over all the other LA Galaxy news that has been out there, and we're gonna get you updated and ready to go for this game, the 99th overall meeting between the LA Galaxy and the San Jose Earthquakes. So a lot to get to, a lot to talk about. In order to help us do that, we're glad, so so very glad to have her back. It is the one, the only, Miss Sophie, the Canon, Nicolau. Soph, how you doing?
2: Bosh, mm-hmm. I'm back, baby. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Do, do, it, does it feel good?
2: It feels really good to be back. And let me tell you, the intro has got me going. I love it. Absolutely. I love the, the um, you know, when you hear all the, the songs that have LA in them and all that type of stuff. But yep. then the new countdown. Yes. That's hot. That is as hot. As a red card, an unnecessary red card (laughs) 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 on a Sunday night. (laughs)
0: We we have a lot to talk about uh, with regards to that and all the fun stuff. It was funny. uh, I sent, uh, this is like the third version of the final countdown graphics and all that stuff. And if you're a podcast listener, occasionally, just occasionally, stop on over YouTube and and check it out and sort of see how it's going. Because we do put some effort into the visuals on things. Um, But uh, I sent the the final version again to Eric and I go, hey, this is the final version. He goes, wasn't it the final version like four versions ago? Yeah, it's like <laughs> 2.1.5.6 is is sort of where uh, it sits right now. But um yeah, it was uh it's Listen, getting Listen,
2: Josh, if if you take your you take your intros as seriously as you do your pupusas, Let me tell the listeners, Ooh, uh, there was tell nothing them. more more joyous than sitting with Josh before the game at the weekend and watching him devour the, the happiness on your face is just pure joy to watch
0: it, josh it, it it made my day uh to have the papooses, but it made my day to be there with everybody too we were there early and i sort of talked about this on Ooh. monday with alex it felt like we were there forever you texted me at like what 10 o'clock though and you were like morning. hey can we go yet can can we get going and i was like I'm, I'm driving a train right now i go as soon as i'm done with this yes we will absolutely uh, head on over to that. So, um, it was but no. Epic.
2: It's it, the earliest I've ever gotten to a game, even Zlatan and Beckham. Uh, that was the earliest I had. Got into a game. Yeah. And we were, we were early. I mean, we even had time to talk about Taylor Swift.
0: We did. It Plenty of time. I mean, epic. deep, yeah. in-depth conversations about Taylor Swift. So, no, yeah. uh, all good. Uh, and, and we're so glad to have you back. Thank you for coming all back.
2: Right. Thank you for having me. And I've uh, missed everybody. And uh, and I'm looking forward to all of the crazies in the chat tonight to see what they come up with, oh, what
0: they conjure up. They're already uh, taken off. I want to start uh, at the very beginning, a very good place to start. Yes, that is a Sound of Music reference. <laughs> um, One of the things we missed and one of the things I wanted to make sure that we got to was the Friday before the game. The LA Galaxy made some announcements on who would be joining the rest of the roster. And We had talked about this player in particular throughout the preseason because there was so much information about him and, and really watching what he was able to do in the preseason earned him this spot. And so uh, the LA Galaxy did sign Tucker Lepley uh, to a one year deal through the 2024 MLS season with three club option years. So that's a one plus one plus one plus one. Uh, if you're paying attention, four years total under uh, club control, lots of options in there. Now, uh, I actually was lucky enough to talk to Tucker's father whenever he was out there watching him play in the preseason tournament. Um, so I, I, I think I feel like he comes from a good family. Just talking to his dad, seemed really excited to be out there. Uh, a, a lot of fun to to sort of see. I, I I don't know. There's something about watching parents watching kids that is uh, it's it's emotional. You're like you're like yes. they're they're living out their dream. This is this is it. And even for Tucker who, you know, we thought was on the borderline of going up or coming down right on that borderline. So he made it. Um, and now he's a part of the LA Gals. He's on the roster. He now has a chance to really uh, cement his sort of status at in MLS. And this is a guy who came from USL, uh, who had played some time with Sporting Kansas City too, and stuff. Then went to college, and so he he has a professional pedigree. Um, which he's is he's a
2: Bruin, right? He was a, he's a Bruin? He is. is he?
0: he was. He is slash was a UCLA Bruin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's very comfortable on the West Coast, but originally from North Carolina. So. Um, I believe North Carolina. It could be in South Carolina. I don't know. They're, you know, they're basically next to each other. So, I yeah, know. I
2: need to learn more about him. Um, is he the type? Is he going to come in and get a chance? Is he going to play? Is he squad player? What's the, he's what's a, the scoop? He's
0: a squad guy right now. I would say deep right. rotation, but um, in the midfield yeah. where they might need somebody at some time. I mean, certainly if uh, I would say Open Cup, but uh, right now it doesn't look like the LA Galaxy will be playing in Open Cup. <laughs> is anybody
2: that. playing in the Open So,
0: Cup? so they did come out with basically that there's the top eight teams or the top seven teams that weren't involved in CONCACAF Champions League right and so they're gonna Mm -hmm. those guys will play Um, and then the rest of the teams including the LA Galaxy would put forth LA Galaxy 2 into the tournament so MLS will participate plus third division MLS Next Pro would participate in that as well so that's what it seems like right now Um, that's that I haven't seen anything final, final, but that was what has been kicked off. I don't know if they floated that out there to reporters. That way they could see the reaction from everybody. But, um, yeah, it's it's a weird one. I know there's been arguments in England about the FA Cup and just how important it is. I was literally yeah.
2: just going to bring that up. When Manchester United skipped the FA Cup to play the Club World uh, Championships, I don't know, 20 years ago, I think it was, um, everyone felt that they diminished the value of the FA Cup. And you can see the FA Cup for small clubs is massive. The revenue, the replays at big stadiums and stuff. And I I have to say I'm a little bit upset because the U.S. Open Cup is, along with the Stanley Cup, isn't it, one of the oldest, longest running tournaments in the United States and and the sports landscape. And I just think it's been a little bit disrespected. And, you know, at the end of the day, money talks these days. And, uh League's Cup has changed things, hasn't it? Um, yeah. As well, so yeah, it's a bit disappointing. But let's see what these are uh, kind of second tier teams can—I say second tier loosely—but what right. they can do. In the competition.
0: Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll sort of keep an eye on that. But that was one of the things that sort of came through. So um, with the signing of Tucker Lepley, who, who would likely get some chances, maybe he'll go down and play with some Galaxy, too. Maybe he'll also uh, be up and play with the L.A. Galaxy as well. We do have what we call a complete roster as of right now. That's 25 total players. Um, on the roster now here is a little bit of breaking news that if you're not on twitter uh, we were able to also figure out what uh, edwin cerio's contract is now we told you he signed a new contract this season uh, because basically this is his contract year otherwise Uh, and so i want to be very clear that he has signed an extension to his contract and that extension is for four years that's two more years plus two club option years as well so that leaves edwin cerio who was one of the heroes of the night for the LA Galaxy going toe to toe, nose to nose. You had to find somebody the right height in order to go nose to nose with Messi, but they found one. Uh, still still taller than Messi, like most people are. I think you're taller than Messi too. So, um, but <laughs> Well, when surreal. I'm wearing
2: my six inch stilettos, I might be. But, yeah. you know, because I missed the end of, la- I missed like the last three months of the season from August onwards, I kind of missed it. But let me tell you, it, I was looking at LA Galaxy the other night with a fresh eye and an excitement, and uh, I was so impressed with him. And if you were there at the game and you just kind of focused on him and his battle with Messi, I was like, wow, he is he's unafraid. Uh, he was so passionate. He was, you know, um, fit-talking, um, to rhyme a word, with uh, right. the, the, the GOAT. And I just, in the presser, I was so impressed with how everyone wanted to focus on what did you say to him? What did he say to you? And all he talked about was we really wanted to win that game. Yeah. And in general, I kind of came away from that with this, wow, who is this team? It, it felt different. The mental felt different. The vibe felt different. Vanny felt different, refreshed, revitalized, able to focus on the squad, the team, um, when they announced uh, the new signings um, a couple days beforehand, he talked about, you know, being able to focus on the squad, nothing, you know, not too much, being pulled here, being pulled there. So for me, I was seeing it with all a fresh eye. And I have to say, having been at the LAFC-Seattle game the day before, which I wasn't too, Seattle were a mess, and LAFC, I kind of like felt got lucky. If this team can pull together and you they build on you know, the, the game against into Miami, I think LA galaxy fans will have a fun season. Josh, I don't remember the last time I watched LA galaxy play and had fun watching them play.
0: You know, um, there's a big debate going on right now and and sort of, you know, uh, I, on the website Corner of the Galaxy, we had Catamount who put out some Vanny Ball articles and like, what is Vanny Ball? How does Vanny Ball work? What does it look like when they're successful? And I had a lot of people sort of push back and say, well, what you saw on Sunday against Miami wasn't Vanny Ball. And it's like, no, that's what ha- that's what it does when it works. That's exactly mm-hmm. what it does when it works. And people go, well, no, he's not a counter-attacking team. He's always talked to us, Sophie, season after season about being yeah. direct, getting in behind. He goes, whenever they're pressing the boy to break the press is to get a couple passes in and go direct, right? What were they mm-hmm. able to do? Break the press and go go direct, right? And when you look at the players that he had with Grand Sir and Cabral, right, there was hints of kind of what they wanted to do with that, right? And we saw Grand Sir be able to get out on the break a bunch of times. And whenever it was sort of the the successful at the the end of the 2022 season, whenever they were being successful and they were playing well, it was Grand Sir running counterattacks. It was Grant Sir getting out and opening mm-hmm. things up. Well what do we see with a Joseph Paintzel who has so much more talent than, than Sam Grantsir? Mm-hmm. And by the way, I love Sam I'm not. That's not a knock on him. But Joseph Paintzel is a guy who was wanted in the English Premier League, who very yes. well could have played there and probably would have had success there. And instead, in his prime, he came to the L.A. Galaxy and you can see the quality that he has. But that's Vanny Ball. Create the overloads, create the overlaps, create the outlets. All of that stuff was there. The Galaxy didn't need to have the possession just to sort of hold possession. Miami took care of that for them. They didn't need to do it. So the counter pressing, the quick things, the quick outlets, that's what Vanny went. And again, quotation marks, that's what Vanny ball looks like whenever it's played well. Um, Yes. and, 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 And
2: having listened to him in pressers talk about this, I kind of felt sorry for him towards the end of last season, the previous season, you know, um, you know, if someone had—I can't remember who the player was that didn't clear the ball properly and it went out for the corner in LAFC. Who was that? Who put the ball out? Koulibaly. Kulabali. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean they were like minutes away from like be- winning that game, so I could see the frustrations, but. And I want fans not to get on top of Painter already. I saw some saying, oh, well, he couldn't finish. That is going to come. This guy, and he talked about it in the presser too. He knew he had to be better. He knew his finishing had to be better. You could tell he really wanted to do well, especially in this first game against into Miami. But it was very impressive. It was a different energy. Um, Yes, we've seen plays on the flanks do well and cut in and get the ball into the box. But this felt very, very different. And um, if Dayan works on his positioning a little bit and uh, gets involved in the game a little bit more, or just he's a fox in the box, just, uh, you know, finish your chances. Right. um, But also create the chances with better positioning. I think this team... Is going to be fun to watch this season.
0: Well, well, one of the things that we've sort of been joking around, and, and I give credit to Tom Bogart for this, but he's basically, if Dejan Jovalich is an average striker, right? Just finishing the chance that he finished against Miami, that type of you want him to have more than one shot on goal. That would be the yeah. key, right? He needs to have four or five shots on goal. But if he gets four or five shots on goal and puts in two goals... That dude's going to be racking up a lot of goals from what you can sort of see, right? So It's so
2: funny. I text Josh literally 20 minutes beforehand. I said, sub him. Get him off. (laughs) Useless. He's having a terrible game. Bosh scores a goal.
0: (laughs) That's going to be the hard thing. And I think everybody's going to want to sort of jump on him because they're like, well, he's not doing enough. And it's like, you know, ultimately, if he scored one goal every two games and finished with 17 goals, he's doing an outstanding job, right? So yeah. Just you, you. I'm not saying that can happen. And listen, I think there has to be a lot of room for improvement there. I thought it was interesting. Greg was talking about how he doesn't necessarily. He said Dayon doesn't necessarily need to be involved in our build up. That's yeah, not. Yeah, he for, said that. And I thought that was really interesting. Don't drop back. Don't do all that stuff. Right? It, it's it's it's. He doesn't need to be involved in our build up. He needs to sort of be involved in the finishing. That's where he mm-hmm. needs to come into it. So don't worry about the build up as much. Get involved in the finishing, and and I think it'll do. Um, the other thing that was certainly highlighted. Uh, and, uh, I was, I was, it was interesting. We've talked about this. So we, we were talking about how possibly if Ricky Pouge could play just a little bit of defense, just that the world's tiniest amount of defense b- that he could be absolute game changer, best player in this league. Right. I mean, that's, that's he, he has the ability to do it on the offensive side. And if he just put a little effort into the defensive side, he could be outstanding. And he so
2: three three things with yes. him, Josh. One is look up just a little bit, pass the ball sooner sometimes, and do a little bit more in defense. I found him doing the Zlatan thing at the weekend. He was really flopping his arms up more than usual. Right. But my goodness, he ran that first half. I hadn't seen him play in a while, and he bossed it. He absolutely you know, bossed that first half. He was brilliant. And, and he was I hon- nearly got the I nearly got the wonder goal that I I said yep. he hit the crossbar. I mean, he's such a good player. He just needs a little bit more discipline, not, you know, in his behavior, but in his play. Yeah, he I think that's ma- something. Master that.
0: I will say his and you were talking about the first half he bossed the first it was it was his job to cover Sergio Busquets. He had a defensive responsibility. If Greg Vanny needs uh, needs Ricky Pouge to play defense, give him a defensive responsibility every game. Like, find who he needs to mark. Um mm. There's going to be, whenever they come up against San Jose and, and Christian Espinosa, who's who's a very good player in a number 10, um, probably not going to be Ricky's guy, but could be Ricky's guy whenever he's coming through the middle, that type of thing. It might be like, hey, in this zone, I want you to be him. You know that yeah. type of thing, uh, and I think that will get Ricky more involved in everything. But also, he was able to stay higher. He was able to stay higher up the field. He was able to win balls back. He was able to distribute faster. So all of those things I think were were really positive in terms of uh, what we saw from uh, from the LA Galaxy and uh, and from Ricky Pouge. And I mean. It's hard to find anybody on that field, Soph, who had a bad game. And that was not usually very hard whenever you were watching. I mean, people want to point to Aude. And I was like, he played absolutely fine. Like, there was yeah. n- there was no issues there. I didn't have anything. I
2: think that would be nitpicking. And um, the goalkeeper, I loved Bondi. And I was really sad to see him go. We all love Bondi. Great guy. But the, I, the level of confidence... In that back line and the goalkeeper, I don't think I've seen a better defensive performance by an L.A. Galaxy team in a long, long time. And that unit, you know, together this season as they play together more and grow. Right. But to have the goalkeeper behind them made some great saves, but also just positioning alertness distribution of the ball i just thought it was all a level above what we've been used to seeing over the last couple of seasons
0: quote of the night came from uh from Maya Yoshida. whenever he told us about what happens on the back line he goes listen on the right we speak <laughs> japanese in the middle we speak <laughs> italian and on the left they speak spanish right and so how that's, funny is he he oh he's i i know you didn't get to get to hang around him very much uh last yeah. year i think he came in after after you had uh, had left for a little while but um Always the appropriate tenor with what he's trying to say. So always like... We're not super happy, but let me tell you about these things. Let me tell you about the funny things. Let me tell you about the you know like that. Type. Between Greg Vanny saying that uh, that John McCarthy's back there trying to like talk to everybody in Japanese, Spanish, and you know whatever, and English, right? <laughs> um, and and Maya Yoshida saying that that's how. Because by the way, the center for Italian, it's that's uh Martin Casarus because Maya doesn't speak Spanish, but Martin speaks Italian and pretty, Maya yeah. speaks Italian, so they speak Italian together in the center. And then uh, Casarus and Aude speak Spanish on the left side, right? So Yamane and and Yoshida are are the Japanese side. Hysterical. I mean, just, just it's great. like
2: McCarthy's the translator. <laughs> right?
0: That's just what, I'm sure that's what you want the guy from uh from from, from the rough part of town to be over there to make, as your translator. He's a he's a great John McCarthy's a lot of fun too. Um and then also uh, whenever Maya and, and Mike Gray uh might rightfully pointing this out, Maya Shida trying to get Damien to uh to split is fine. He goes, if I get oh, fine we're splitting it with you, right? You ask me the question so it
2: was so funny that uh, was really cool a lot Very of fun cool uh,
0: another little highlight was uh, with his goal scored against inter miami on february 25th day on has now recorded a goal in back-to-back regular season openers 2023 and 2024 the last players to score in consecutive openers was chicharito 2021 and 2022 just for your information now let's talk about the egregious error in officiating that caused the la galaxy to lose and And everybody wants to argue with me and say, well, Ricky should have made his penalty kick. Won't argue with you, should have, right? But I don't think he's going to get to take very many penalty kicks from now on. Uh, The way Greg Bandy sort of answered my response, I was like, okay, cool. Gotcha. Um, But this was if you are winning in the 88th minute and you go down to 10 men because of a poor call, and then you tie the game because of that call, and clearly if you watch how that whole play broke down, having another man on the field would probably have been useful to the LA Galaxy. Uh, if you do that, then yes, I'm going to say that the yellow card and subsequent red card, because it was the second yellow is the reason for you not getting two point two more points than you got. Right. So that's a cause and effect for me that seems pretty easy. Mm -hmm. It wasn't even like it was spread out over 30 minutes. It was spread out over like the last two minutes of the game, plus the seven minutes of stoppage time that ended up being eight minutes of stoppage time. Uh, So the last 10 minutes of the game was totally affected by the fact the LA Galaxy only had 10 men um, and almost held on to that, what they were doing. So uh, we had told you that the uh, that the LA Galaxy had the chance to appeal. And I did get to break the news that the LA Galaxy had appealed Mark Delgado's second yellow. Uh, Now, whenever you appeal a second yellow, it's like appealing a red card. You can do it, uh, but you have to send it over to the independent review Panel. Now, this independent review panel is not linked with Major League Soccer, which they make a really big deal about, but it's not like there isn't a pro official on there, you know, and it's sort of like, okay, they still have their ways of uh, influencing this particular panel, but that was sent off to the independent review panel. I will tell you that Sergio Busquets was also under review and possibly by the disciplinary committee and not the independent review, review panel, but the disco different panel, of course, can be the same thing. Why couldn't we have another panel? Uh, The Disco also was looking at Sergio Busquets and whether or not he simulated. um, And I would also add embellished because uh, I remember our good friend Dave Romney embellishing contact inside the box to earn a PK and got himself suspended for a game. And so I would imagine that if you embellish Contact that gets a second yellow that would result in somebody getting a red card and sending down to 10 minutes that, that also puts you into a suspension mm-hmm. series. So uh, I know that they did look at that. I'm not sure which panel looked at it whether it was disco or the independent review panel, um, but basically they decided that he did not simulate um, in that particular case, which if you watch the play is humorous to say the least. Um, so I think that there was at least some, some Galaxy fans or some Galaxy front office people who were a little nervous whenever they found out that Sergio didn't have anything. There was going to be nothing happening. And that decision actually came down beforehand. That's not going to be published anywhere, by the way. I'm just giving you guys information.
2: Insider uh, information.
0: Yeah, that's right. That we, should have, we should have like, we should, that's exactly a little, a little uh, jingle, insider information. <laughs> um, so, uh, so they were nervous about that. Uh, and there's a whole, there's a whole process to this as well. So you have to send this in with all of your evidence. You have to like put a letter in on the team's letterhead. You have to send it to the international or the independent review panel. You have to then send them all the evidence, the videos and stuff that you have and why this is it. And then if they deem your appeal to be frivolous. Right. They basically have a bond against that. You have to put up a bond beforehand. Basically, um, kind of bond like like a bond for money. So basically, it's a twenty five thousand dollar bond. So
2: like get out of jail kind of. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That type of thing. Basically, you usually don't have to put all twenty five thousand dollars down, but you're put down a certain amount of money to guarantee that if they found you in frivolous violation of of uh, this appeal that you would have to pay twenty five thousand dollars. Um, just letting you know. Wow. So, so they're, they're very much like, don't send us stuff that isn't gonna pass muster here, right? You better send us something that's real. So the LA galaxy did all that. They put all their stuff together. They sent it off into there and then you wait and the tick tock tick tock. And then everybody gets nervous because you don't hear anything. And everybody's like, well, um, If you've seen the play, Sophie, there's no way you could look at that and be like, oh, yeah, that's a yellow card. People tried to explain it like, oh, well, it was a reckless challenge. Busquets was behind him. He was just trying to block a pass. He blocked space. Delgado slid across in front of Busquets. Well in front of, I should point out, well in front of him to block a pass that was possibly coming. By the way, got to where he was supposed to be, too. Um, Got the ball, did all the things that he did. And Busquets kind of ran, almost ran into him. I'm not sure he actually touched him again, but almost ran into him as he came by. So that's what they were looking at. Did you you saw? It It makes
2: me so. Mad. These things make me so mad. So I'm just going to try and keep my Greek temper okay. to a zero right now. Okay. But it just makes me furious. I think there's a couple of things that annoy me. Number one is when players do that. It's you. It's always going to be part of the game. It's especially part of Biscuits' game. Uh, am I allowed to call him biscuits? Yeah, uh, of course well, you are. Yeah, okay. Especially, um, after,
0: especially after, I and mean, <laughs> especially after we tell you what he said before we get to what the result was, which everybody knows the result anyway.
2: But. Yeah, we, we, and and so I think the biggest concern here is because I think Messi should have got a booking in that in that game. Mm-hmm. I, I think into Miami, unfortunately, and it's not just an LA Galaxy thing. I speak on behalf of every fan in the league. All right. I speak on behalf of everyone when I say they're going to be judged differently. Mm -hmm. And you saw that a little bit towards the end of last season. You saw that you've seen it in the game, the first game of this season with against us. And I think that's the biggest issue that fans have. Let's be equal. And it's annoying. It's like the officiating in the Premier League this year has been horrific. And we were talking about multi-billion dollar businesses here. Right. Massive decisions being made. And I'm not being funny. That was Messi's best eight minutes in the entire match. Right? Don't at me. Don't come at me. He didn't have a great game. All right. He was in our midfield's pocket for most of the match. Yeah. And then the minute that spare man came into play... That's when we saw the best of into Miami and L.A. Galaxy paid the price for it. And it it's a ho- horrible decision. And in and I think Busquets should get a retro yellow for for what he did. That's which, what I think should have happened,
0: which would have been his second yellow, which, by the way, if you which remember, have, Yeah. Yeah. Which. But the other part about that is that he also didn't get yellow card for pulling down Joseph Pitzel by this right. shoulder. In the first, and everybody was like, "What? Uh, what do you mean he didn't get a yellow card? They gave it to Gressel, I think, for arguing." And it's like, and if it's um, if it's mistaken identity, I believe VAR can actually go in there and say, "Hey, you got the you gave the card to the wrong person." I, that all, might only be for red cards, but for, it should be for. you. There's a couple things. IFAB, which is the international organization that puts together all the rules for for football, right? Um, Mm-hmm. And, and basically allows... IFAB is sort of the one who says, yes, you can use VAR and here's what you can use it for, right? Or they go over mm-hmm. the laws of the game. Oh, you can have five you can have five subs now instead of three subs. You know, that type of thing. IFAB is the one who comes up with those. IFAB has been suggesting uh, and people are waiting, I think, to implement it that a second yellow card should be able to be looked at by VAR. Uh, it, it is not right now. It's you stupid. Because it's a red card. And if it's a red card, you should be able to look the bottom line is if it's a game changing thing like a yes second yellow card that ends up being a red card you should guarantee to get it right you were talking about how bad of a mistake it is obviously we've talked here on, about the replacement referees somebody oh. somebody brought up a very good argument that what is this going to cost Major League Soccer a couple more million dollars right and so it cost them a couple more million dollars to give the pro the PSRA re- referees right the PSRA is their organization mm-hmm. Uh, to give them what they want. And do you really want to mess with this multi-billion dollar league that has messy exactly. and you're trying to sell all this stuff and you're trying to tell everybody that, oh, the officials aren't really screwing anything up. It's fine. They Somebody did it, looked at it, and, and, and I can't verify these numbers. I don't know, but I saw this statistic quoted that VAR is up 350% over what it was before. So they're using VAR to save these officials who don't know how to officiate games. But when VAR can't be used in a game-changing situation, like happened in the LA Galaxy, it screws everything up. Why is MLS worried about, you know, $2 million, $3 million, $4 million, even $5 million? Just get the officials, make a deal, get them back in here so we don't have to deal with this crap anymore because it is. It's ruining the game and they pretend like it's not. The guy who refereed the LA Galaxy game... It, no offense to him. Normally coaches normally does um, like League One championship, uh, the the League One USL League One games, which is third division, third division soccer. Right. So normally mm-hmm. does League One comes up and has to referee Messi, Messi and Busquets and Jordi Alba and Ricky Puj and, you know, all these. big He has no idea what he's doing. I'm pretty sure his normal day job is he's a DJ. Okay. I was
2: going to say he looked like he just stepped out of the bar. Yes, you know well,
0: that would probably be correct. <laughs> and by the way, I think I, I think it would be really unfair for us to sit there and be like, "Oh, well, he's just crap." And the whole, it's no. not his fault. He's set up to fail. Not. He hasn't been brought along into the situations to be able to handle what he was put into.
2: Exactly, right? and it w- it was made more difficult for him because I thought into Miami. It's one of the dirtiest teams I've seen play. Um, they came to play a little rugby and um, like Don Reeves dirty leads from back in the late in the 70s. There were some horrible challenges and cheap shots and a lot of those dark hearts that they just weren't getting away with. So it was a lot of stop and start, stop and start, especially in that first half. In the second half, I think the ref started letting some stuff go. But still, yeah, you're setting them up to fail. It's not fair. And you're also, you made a great point, Josh, about he's coming in and he's refing. He's going to be intimidated by Messi and Busquets and Jordi Alba. It's just a fact. I mean, Luis Suarez, forget about him. I mean, the the guy needed a, uh, he needed a bed
0: yeah, he needed a wheelchair is what he needed. He would have been more uh, mobile You that said
2: way. it. I didn't want to say it, That's, but there you go. He
0: needs wheeled yeah. around. That's the only way that I think he's going to be modable. So anyway, uh, looking at Delgado's yellow card, looking at all the things that happened, we told you about the inside information on biscuits or busquets. Um, either one is perfectly acceptable on this particular show now and forever. Uh, Mark Delgado has had his second yellow card rescinded. Therefore, his red card is rescinded, and Mark Delgado is available for selection this weekend against the San Jose Earthquakes. I found it hysterical that... I I was looking at graphics for the San Jose game and it wanted to show cards for the LA Galaxy and it shows one red card. On there, and I'm like, it's it wasn't a red, it wasn't a red. Okay, Mark Delgado didn't get a red card. I want you to be very clear. It was rescinded. It has gone away. It never happened. Except that everybody says, well, ne- great. Now let's drop the ball with Mark Delgado on the field, and we'll play that last ten minutes and see how the LA Galaxy doing if they can hold out with the with the one nothing win. Uh, Miss chances, Sophie. Absolutely, I'll agree it hundred percent. They had some chances. Mm-hmm. Also, they had uh, they had a goalkeeper on the other side who was uh, who was standing. Oh, on he was having head. the
2: game of his. He was having a great game wasn't he amazing. he was
0: brilliant amazing yeah, so he had an
2: amazing night it made he, it harder
0: he was he was outstanding as well uh drake calendar uh for miami so uh you know tip of the hat to that and that's where we go so the la galaxy finish up that now if you are a fan of this show sophie like so many of the people in the chat room um, remind, reminder How that you, you be? Yeah, exactly. Reminder that you can ask questions during the show. All you have to do is put in a super chat. One dollar is enough. That's it. One dollar gets your answer question answered here on the show.
2: Make it rain.
0: And so we're always inviting those as we go. And uh, if you put it in there, I usually get to it. And if I forget about it, usually the chat room lets me know if I forget about it. So uh, we will get it. But the other part of the show that I know Sophie loves is spreadsheets, Sophie. And I just wanted to go over some of the spreadsheets that I have that are now adjusted and ready and waiting for the This season, And the first one should make everybody jump up and down in their chairs, in their seats, in your bedroom, jump on your bed, you know, watch out for your significant others, your children, your dogs, your cats, all that before you jump up and down, make sure the area is clear. I'm going to show you the L.A. Galaxy's DP minutes for 2024. All right. Now, I would like to point out that the L.A. Galaxy's designated players played a total of 48.3% of the total available minutes over 34 games last year. 48.3%, less than 50% of the minutes that year, right, were not played by the LA Galaxy's designated players, right? So more than 50%, they didn't play. That, of course, happens whenever you have Javier Hernandez with the season-ending injury. In just the first game of the season, so 34 games, now still 33 games to go, the LA Galaxy had what? Not one, not two, but three. All three designated players played in the game. The last time the LA Galaxy had three designated players play in a game was the game against Houston last year, and it was like somewhere in the middle of the year. That was the last time. It was actually, it might have been in March was the last time last year they had all three designated players on it. Yeah, it's been a long time. So the Galaxy, for about 20 minutes, a little less than 20 minutes, but about 20 minutes there, had all three designated players playing on the team, and all three of them played in this game something you don't wow. see a lot of. Uh, Joseph Painsel got 86 minutes. Ricky Pouge went all 90 minutes, and Gabriel Peck went for the first, um, first of his 20 minutes, basically, and I would expect that that increases rapidly as we go forward. So as we're keeping track of this, something to watch. We have found that when the LA Galaxy are good, that the percentage of minutes played by the designated players is much higher. And even in 2021, where if we want to look at the highest percentage that I have on the chart that I've been tracking since 2018, just under 63% of the total available minutes is what the LA Galaxy got out of their designated players. The absolute best. When the Galaxy were winning championships, you had guys like Robbie Keane, Landon Donovan, Mm -hmm. right? Um, David Beckham. Beckham. Yeah, I mean, for the most part, those guys were available when they played yeah Uh, and so this is something to watch this is
2: very impressive uh data that you've by the way did la galaxy consult you when they sent their information to disco because i'm i'm thinking you know they need to tap into your powerpoint presentations or your spreadsheets here uh yeah but the 72.6 two point that's that's quite indicative, isn't it? One game. Um, one, and I would one expect game. that
0: that goes higher because I don't think mm-hmm. you're going to see Pat come off the bench for much longer than I, I, I don't even I, quite honestly, I think it starts too. this next game. So I think mm-hmm. you're going to see all three of the designated players start whenever they go up against San Jose. And if that happens, then, you know, now you're game on and you're off to running. Um, another thing I wanted to show you was uh, the LA Galaxy record percent and why we why I like this. Basically, the idea is what's your win percentage? What's your loss percentage? And then what is your point or better percentage? So if you're not going to win, what are the chances that you get a point or better? Right. And so when we look at the LA Galaxy in their MLS Cup years, right, 2011, 2012, 2014, certainly in the more modern era, you look at that point percentage of getting a point or better in 2014, that was almost 80 percent, 80 percent of the time they were getting a point or better. Right. And so if you want to go back to 2023, that was at 58 percent right? You wow. want to look at 2022, 64%, right? 45% in 2020. These are numbers that need to get better. 2016 was actually probably a pretty good year, but they had a lot of draws and not so many wins. So we've always had to balance the win percentage and the draw percentage. So you look at these things. So something to watch right now, their point percentage is 100% because they got one point, one point or better whenever it goes, <laughs> Uh win percentage at zero. And of course the lose the loss percentage at zero as well. So just keep that in mind. Okay. So uh, that's very another.
2: impressive. Very impressive. And my first my first show back and you blown me away with the old spreadsheets. Once uh, again. You know, that's what it's about. Uh, just
0: quickly looking
2: at the average
0: home points. OK, this one is one I want everybody to sort of bookmark in their head. Mm. So the average for the L.A. Galaxy across all of the seasons of soccer and now even taking this into account, right? The average points per game at home is 1.83 points per game. So just shy of 2 points per game at home. When the LA Galaxy do really well, 2014, 2.35 points per game at home. All right, wow. 2013, 2.18 points per game at home. 2012, which was actually not a great year but they got hot and hot towards the the second half of the season and sort of pulled away, but that was even at 1.82 points per game. So if we look at the average of 1.83, I think you wanna you wanna circle that. I think that's the number that you want to average at home this year, is that 1.83 or better. And if the LA Galaxy are at 1.83 or better, that's a playoff team. Not only that, but that's probably a top four, top five team in the Western Conference at 1.83 points just at home. Win your home games, draw your home games if you're not gonna win them. Try to keep those points per per game super, super high because 2011, 2.4. I mean, come on, 2011, right? Uh, 2.18 in 2013, 2.35, 2.29. If you start getting in that two range, you're going to be better. You can't just do it all the time, though. 2019, 2.0 at home didn't get them anything, right? So this is only one of the things that you sort of want to see Uh, heading in that right direction Uh, but it's something that we'll continue to sort of watch as we uh, as we go that way so uh, watch the 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 idea of getting points on the road is also super important as well look at last year 24 points at home 12 points on the road isn't that's tough right so so the, the away game at San Jose is important picking up points is important win a game on the road you get three points if you get three points on the road Sophie out of San Jose this weekend you are already a quarter of the way to the total number of points that you got on the road last year.
2: Yeah. You know Josh, um LA Galaxy have to improve their home home record. You 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 just said it a couple minutes ago. When your home games if you can't win them don't lose them, right? It used to be a fortress that place, um once upon a time and that, you know, losing games at home and especially to some rivals as well, you just can't afford that. And hopefully, with this defense this year as well, which I think is going to make a massive, massive difference, um, that will be a different case. But but yeah, um, home record important, and I, I think I think that they they have to build a culture this team, right? So looking at what you're saying and looking at the teams that were successful previously. You know, they built a culture, they built this vibe, they had this, um, not invincibility about them, but they were really good sides that were really tough to beat. And I have a feeling, I know it's only one game, but I have a feeling this team might be tougher to beat this season. There's a bit more backbone to them. So hopefully we'll see that translate into some of the data that you just shared.
0: Yeah, absolutely. No, I think think they're on the way up, right? So again, most Hmm. of these charts are just sort of, just for information, like here's all the MLS Cup years in terms of points. And so there's this lane that we sort of expect MLS Cup winners to be in. And so we will be able to track whether or not the LA Galaxy get outside that lane. Uh, this is overall every season the LA Galaxy have ever played from their best season ever to their worst season ever is all sitting right here um so we'll see uh we'll see how that goes as well um just the points and and where everything is i mean you know listen uh the la galaxy in their last two seasons had had wins in 2021 and 2022 um excuse me and in 2023 see this chart already got messed up now i'm gonna have to go back and do it but in 2021 and 2022 the la galaxy had opening wins 2023 they didn't um you know with a draw it looks like it's only the one one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh time in in twenty nine seasons that the LA Galaxy have uh, have have drawn a game to start the year. Just you know, really li- insignificant, totally insignificant. But we're going to pay attention to it, right? Um, as we as we sort of go forward. Well, forward. some other
2: teams send out press releases about you know record opening day victories. So Woo-hoo. yeah. good job awesome
0: uh la galaxy average points per game right now we're at one and we'll sort of watch that again the average 1.47 that's in total um that's a pretty interesting number that usually means that if you can get up over that 1.47 that you're probably a pretty good team the the average here really is sort of an average number um so interesting to watch but 1.79 almost the twos in 2010 and 2011 Uh, you know 1.6 in 2012 so um, you know, there's indicators throughout this that we can sort of follow and sort of see how this, this LA galaxy team goes. Um, so we'll I keep an eye on that.
2: 2017. That's
0: 2017. 2017.94. It's, I mean, 2020 isn't as bad and knowing that they didn't play as many games, but if you went mm. and actually like started to lay out some of the points per game and then the goals given up per game and stuff, 2020 was worth worse than 2017. Um, and so it's really hard to sort of say, oh, which one, which one of those seasons was worse? Well, I've lived through both of them. 2017 was really bad. 2020 might was probably worse in my mind. Um, but there's lots of records 2017 has, including uh, getting a, a wooden spoon. Uh, that lived in my office for a year so uh, hope- hopefully we won't have to go back to that again let's get through sh- through some standings as well uh the eastern conference uh we talked about at miami four points they played two games uh everybody else has only played one uh so that's probably why they're up there but dc had a really interesting Beneteau uh three goals uh woo, there you go um that was an interesting start columbus uh, with three points, Charlotte in front of uh, 60-some thousand people uh, got, that was the, amazing. got the win there. Um, so that was interesting. Philadelphia, Chicago, Montreal, New York, Cincinnati, Orlando, Nashville, and Toronto all tied. And then Atlanta, New York City, and New England all lost those games. So uh, Western Conference out there, the LA Galaxy not in 13th. We told you about that on Monday. They are currently in eighth uh, and sit just two points out of first place. What do you know? See, isn't that fun? We can, I, I love early season stats and uh, and all that stuff. It's easy to keep track of, okay?
2: Yeah, I also love how everyone kind of went over the top with the Timbers result, Um, you know, because everyone expected Phil Neville to it you know it's they they've got a couple of really great players up there and uh no one was expecting them to score four goals no but the way people get carried away after the first the first match i mean i i'm not getting carried away by saying i think la galaxy going to be better i i do i think they're going to be more competitive i'm not going to say they're going to win mls cup but this team should be going to the playoffs if they don't massive disaster but yeah, people get carried away, and they certainly did with the Timbers. Um, let's see if they're sitting at the top there. I, I saw,
0: the I, saw M- I saw MLS playing the whole. Are the LA Galaxy back? And as an LA Galaxy Homer Pod that we are, I will tell you, don't <laughs> ask that question after the yeah. first game. You you won't know the answer to that. Um, I'll certainly say that uh, that there's positive. There's there it's optimistic, and and that's something that I think. Everybody should feel if you didn't notice it on the players, if you didn't notice in their eyes or in the in the sort of the just the way it felt in the post game, So if, if you didn't notice it on the field, if you didn't know, you should be noticing all these things sort of put together. It's it's interesting to see one what Will Misselbrook is doing just with the branding and with what he was able to sort of pull off with the, mm-hmm. the absolute party that was on Sunday night. I mean, what a rager. I mean, it,
2: it was. It, it was <laughs>
0: Sometimes it's hard to see incompetence whenever it's like right in front of you all the time. Like you almost get beaten down by the incompetence. You're like, well, I mean, look, they kind of did something good there. All right. Well, that's good. Then, of course, you see a real professional step in and sort of, you know, like stepping in like what? No, this is all wrong. What are you guys doing? And now you can see it again. There's a gap. And what will I think will Misslebrook was able to do. Is, out, is pretty outstanding, especially with just the branding. And by the way, the lasers. I mean, the lasers always help. So, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of lasers. So,
2: I mean, um, they pulled out all the stops for that. I, I felt like um, when Paintsill uh, was talking to, I was like, not every game is like this. <laughs> and I hope, I hope that the team does play well and it brings fans back. Right. Uh, because these these plays deserve it. And like I said, I've been away a while. Even the vibe among the staff behind the scenes I thought was totally different. You walk down the halls; it feels totally different. Everything feels totally different.
0: You not know, again, not to uh, not to sound like like a homer, but what the LA Galaxy and, and the staff and, and even on the PR side, what they were able to pull off and do. I mean, listen, we had internet problems because there were so many people on the internet. <laughs> it's like crazy, it was crazy, right? I I expect that that's not a problem, but it was it wasn't a hassle that we got in we got to where we were supposed to do. It was professionally yeah. handled the entire time. I only had to th- threaten to, uh, to call somebody's supervisor once, and that was it. We all got down to the press conference. I had all the press people behind me whenever a security guard told us we couldn't go a direction. And I was like, no, no, no. Listen, we are going that direction. That is the direction we're going, and this is the direction yeah. we always go. You know, like, go, go talk to Max. We'll figure it out. And, and it did. So outstanding. Let's talk about uh, MLS, and this is an owner's meeting. Owner's meeting in Miami to discuss roster rules, potential for increased investment. Mm. Um, the Athletics sort of had this. uh, The big deal here is that they are once again, looking at roster rules, what they can change, what they can do. Um, They had, uh, they had sort of a, a, an announcement coming out of it that said, you know, we think we're really close on, on making some significant changes. And we just want to make sure that we have those changes, that we know what they are, that everybody's prepared to sort of accept these changes and that we're going to go forward with this. Now, it's too late. They had a chance to do it in the off season, and they should have done it, um, which would have allowed more investment. But now they're looking at everything that that, again, messy, messy league soccer has sort of been able to bring them. And I think that there's undoubtedly going to be more investment in the league and in everything. What
2: else. do you what do you do you know? What do you think is going to happen, Josh? If you had a hunch, what would you say? I'm going to is it. Is it another DP? No, is it-
0: I don't think so. I don't think there's going to be a fourth DP. I think that's one of the worst ways. I think some of the things that they could do um, is certainly take the cap hit of DPs and lower those. Right right now, mm-hmm. they're like 600 and they're, they're a maximum hit on the cap. And you have three players that account for 25%. I think it's 25% of the roster. So three players will account for 25% of the salary cap. You can't have that. They should be at whatever. I think it's I think it's eight point something. If you take 20 divided by the cap and you could figure out what the percentage is basically uh, inside of that. But they need to just take up their own space in that. And I think if you lower that, that allows you to spend more money of cap money Mm. on other players. Right. Instead of just the designated players. And so, so that's one thing I would do. I think you increase the salary cap as well. I think that bumps things and you say, okay, you know, it's at Mm six million dollars. We're going to take it up to eight million dollars, two more million dollars that you're able to spend underneath the cap. I do not want to get into this thing. I think Tam and Jam are there and you can use them and just leave them sort of be. And Tam is sort of going away anyway, slowly and surely. It's eventually all getting converted over to this general allocation money stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. But for me is you can leave some of those mechanisms in there while fattening up the sort of the center of the, the roster. Pass. Yeah. And letting people have more freedom of what they spent. If you want to spend money on this guy under the cap, that's cool. But you could have had two or three guys for that. I want people to be making those decisions. And I think if you make those decisions, then there's a difference in strategy. There's a difference in all that. So, you know, uh, spread out across 20 players because 20 roster mm-hmm. players who are the senior roster, which accounts for the salary cap players. Everybody outside of that, the 10 players that are signed outside of the 20 don't count against the salary caps. They're like non rostered or supplemental roster type thing, reserve roster. Um, so you have 20 players. How do you spend that money on twenty players? Change how the the flexibility of how you spend that
2: money inside of it, and then make that pool of money you're able to spend a little bit larger. That's what I would. Yeah, do. that's a good word, flexibility. That's a great. That's a great word. So this next transfer window mm-hmm. could be mega.
0: I don't know. I don't know if they're going to do any mid season changes. They could, mm. right? And then okay. I I'm almost against mid season changes, but with the summer transfer window, which is a major one in major league soccer because it's the primary transfer everywhere else around the world. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if they did. I just I feel I feel like you play you started this season to play by a set of rules and then you change those rules in the middle of the season. It's sort of like, oh, well, then people who maybe didn't make decisions or or didn't base it off of this, then they get rewarded. And it's like, no, you should have had to start by these rules and play by these rules through the whole year. So yeah. I, don't, I wouldn't mind if they didn't do anything until next year. Um, okay. I don't this think this is why
2: I don't like the January transfer window in the, in, in in Europe as well, because I, I always I like you start off the season, you have what you have and it always creates a distraction. It can always give someone else an advantage. Other teams have got more money to spend. Um, but, yeah, in, in Major League Soccer, I know it's very different, but I was just wondering if they're going to make tweaks, what are they yeah. and who would they benefit Um, as well.
0: Yeah this is the competition committee right Um, Mm -hmm. and Don Garber even told us that they were meeting whenever we had our our little scrum with him uh, before the LA Galaxy Miami game Um, they have uh, the guys who are on the taco stand yeah they restructured (laughs) this um, and so basically there's 13 owners who are in in attendance Uh, they had longtime members of the committee uh, with FC Dallas owner Clark Hunt, Vancouver Whitecaps owner Greg Kerfoot uh, managing director Red Bull Oliver Minslaff, LAFC owner Larry Berg, Seattle Sounders only owner Adrian Hanauer, uh, Portland Timbers owner Merritt Paulson, Sporting Kansas City owner uh, Mike Illig, and City Football Group CEO uh, Ferran Sor- Soriano. Uh, they also had Jorge Moss there from Miami, uh, mm. Anthony Precourt in there from Austin FC, Philadelphia Union owner Jay Sugarman, Real Salt Lake Scott Crace, and CF Montreal owner Joey Saputo. Um, So those are the owners. Now, you remember the L.A. Galaxy actually had uh, had Chris Klein on this committee. Um, And so this is one of the things whenever you get rid of Chris Klein, you also got rid of your insight into this committee and what would happen. And Chris Klein was the only non-owner. On that committee, because basically Phil Anschutz said Chris Klein is my guy. He's going for me like that type of thing. And so the LA Galaxy used to have an oversized, um, I would say, influence on the group, just as all these guys obviously have it. I think it's a good mix of guys to sort of be able to figure that out. But whenever you lost Chris Klein, you can't lament the fact that the LA Galaxy lost a key insight into influencing that committee. Doesn't
2: Will get a seat at the table then? No,
0: not not. They have not. One is the LA Galaxy. Haven't been invited back to that committee now since Chris Klein left. Um, and two is it would be interesting yeah. to see whether it was Dan Beckerman or whether it was Will Koontz or whether it was Phil Anschutz himself who would sit on that committee. Phil doesn't seem like mm-hmm. seem like the guy who's going to sit on that committee and do stuff, um, so it would either be Beckerman or Kuntz. Um It could even be, I would imagine Koontz, it, it would, would probably come down to, especially for a guy who wrote some of these rules and who managed teams and did stuff in, yeah. in the Major League Soccer office. So that's just a heads up on all the things that are sort of coming uh, for that. I want to get to some super chats before we go on and preview this game against San Jose, so because... This is good on the road for the first time. Uh, there's going to be some weather. It's going to be goofy. Um, so we'll sort of see what the LA Galaxy can do against a younger, I would say much more uh, fit team uh, in San Jose than what Miami. This will be a harder game than Miami. It Absolutely. A hundred percent will be a harder game than Miami.
2: I was going to say, like, I think that the LA Galaxy going to play a lot more tougher teams defensively. I, didn't, I wasn't impressed with into Miami's defense at all. That no. LA Galaxy should have won that game three, four, one. Yep. Uh, I wasn't impressed um, much. Right, they're just waiting for Messi to weave the magic. I'm not saying they Um Who's the kid that's out injured in midfield? Cremes um, uh, having a a brain With, a brain fart for, for the, Miami into intermi- my into Miami.
0: You're you're yeah. on your own on that one.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's he usually helps Busquets a lot in midfield. Mm. Um, and it, without him, you know, he'll struggle. But yeah, I wasn't I wasn't particularly impressed, but of course they're going to win games, so they've right. got a world-class player who can change the game on a whim, which he did.
0: Right. Uh, Eric, $2 super chat, Alesso for the July 4th game. I think they're going to... I heard that they're looking <laughs> for other... DJs, one for that, that's going to be a constant thing at LA Galaxy Games, which is kind of fun. But obviously, uh, that they're looking for, you know, up and coming DJs, some guys who can sort of go in there and throw their own spin on stuff pre game. I think they're trying to make being in the stadium a little bit earlier, being in your seat, being ready, more of a party atmosphere, a little more Mm -hmm. of an upbeat thing that you want to be there for, you know, the DJ set that's going to hit that's, you know, 15, 20 minutes before kickoff. Yeah, yeah. So
2: it's a good idea. They uh, do it a lot in the Premier League as well now. Um, Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought LSO got the crowd rocking. That's great. I thought the LA Galaxy marketing and PR team did a phenomenal job. Yep. Um, with that, with that game across the board, it was great. It was really, really cool, and uh, it's good to hear that they'll they'll be doing that a lot more. Um, wow, I, that, that that Rose Bowl game, um, that's massive.
0: It, it'll, it'll be another one. We'll uh, we'll get yeah. to watch. Uh, the Commercial Underground says a loss against San Jose can put the Galaxy in thirteenth place. How dare you! How dare you on Negative this show Nelly. right now? Uh, $10 super chat. Uh, hi, Sophie. This is from Lasso's Optimism. Hi, Sophie. Hi, Josh. Looking like some rain Saturday, but hopefully not one of those dang atmospheric rivers. Good time to shut up those. This is MLS crew, people. Go geez. Oh, everybody's, everybody's <laughs> very angry about the MLS. Like, they didn't have content to fill out. You guys have to realize you have a show every week, regardless of what you do. I'm, I, I have to do this <laughs> twice a week. I do it more than they do it. But there's a show every single Monday and Thursday. That means I have to find content every single Monday and Thursday. So what do we do? We ask questions like, are the LA galaxy back? We're not going to do that here because we can talk (laughs) about the game and all the stuff that we want to do, but that's what they wanted to do because you know why the LA galaxy made waves. So be happy that they're talking about the LA galaxy because they just shocked everybody against Miami. Miami's going to turn out to be a really crappy team and people haven't quite figured that out yet. And they were talking about being worried about Miami on uh, this is MLS. Um, So, I, you know, that's the And they that's didn't the other play thing. a whole season
2: last year, did they here?
0: Not with Me- not with Messi. Nope. Not with Messi. Nope. And
2: those guys, you know, I spoke to DeAndre Yedlin um after the game, and I said to him, you know, kind of what what's taken them by surprise? What's the first answer always, Josh? What just the, uh, the travel. All the travel, yeah. Yeah. And well, he was like, travel. guys, yeah. this isn't even the furthest game we've got to play, we've got to go to Vancouver. Yeah. <laughs> And I was telling them that Steven Gerrard said exactly the same thing. LA Gal- Galaxy, when he played at LA Galaxy, he was like, "Oof, who knew? Yeah. I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> so far,
0: right? <laughs> they had a, uh, I forget who it was, but it was on This Is MLS. And they had a, a, an English commentator who was on there. And he was like, and we were in Columbus. Uh, and then we had to drive down <laughs> to Cincinnati you know and he goes and we drove for like two two and a half hours and he goes which would have been most of the UK and he goes we were still <laughs> in the same state you know and I was like yep that's right uh, welcome
2: to MLS
0: uh, let's yeah. see uh, Philip puts in a five dollar super chat that says will San Jose put another clan b- clown banner up for us who takes Chichiro to spot with the dance I think Ricky will take that uh, 100% whenever oh yeah he'd be banner. happy
2: to take on that uh, responsibility
0: that's right so
2: um, as we look you know they have a Greek play Yeah, Um, Nikos uh, Tikiris Oh, he's actually half Greek, half yeah, half Greek, half Portuguese. He plays for the under twenty USA team. Nice. He's he's young. He's eighteen. I don't know if he'll play, but anyway, just a a little Greek tidbit there for you.
0: Well, all (laughs) of the games that are uh, coming up this weekend for me, I want to see the um, the Orlando City Miami game. Um, That's the one that I want to watch. That's the one.
2: That's your man crush, isn't
0: it? Yeah. Well, well, which one? well pato orlando, orlando? I, I i do like me some orlando um yeah. but not it, it's it, it's just an interesting time i think orlando is going to be the much better team and i think they're going to smack miami around so i'd like to see that happen um and and sort of put it down so um <laughs> that's that's one of those things but if you're looking for any of those games all the games playing on saturday except for the one on sunday at 11 a.m uh, new england hosting toronto Um, on that one. So keep your eyes on uh, on all that. Seattle, Austin might be an interesting one. San Jose, L.A., of course, uh, there at 730 p.m. And that's one we'll turn over to San Jose hosting the L.A. Galaxy coming up on Saturday, March 2nd. This game scheduled for 730 p.m. Are you ready? I have kickoff time for you. I specifically made a phone call today to find out what kickoff time is because MLS has suddenly started hiding the kickoff times. All right. So I'm going to as of right now, we think we have figured out what the code is. All right. And so what you're going to do is you're going to take the start time advertised by major league soccer, which is 7:30 in this particular case. And you're going to take and add a very easy number to add, which is 10 minutes. Your kickoff will be 7:40 PM. So there's a 10 minute lead in. If you look at the game against uh, Miami, it was a six o'clock kickoff or six o'clock TV start time. Um, even though the LA galaxy told everybody it was 5:30 and wanted everybody there earlier. Um, but it was six, uh, Six o'clock was the actual start time for everything, and then they kicked off at 6, 10 p.m. So right now we're imagining they add 10 minutes on to things, and that's how you know when kickoff is. All right. Everybody. What's
2: with the six ten and the seven forty? Why not just round it up? They, what is that about they want the ten minutes? Is that min- about the schedule, the TV schedule they, or what? They
0: they want the ten minute lead in. Basically, they want to have ten minutes of T V talk before the game starts, and then they can start at ten minutes. I think there were seven or eight minutes last year, and maybe they mm-hmm. decided they needed a couple extra minutes in order to do that. Mm-hmm. Um but, Whippy,
2: yeah. ten more minutes of Taylor Twellman
0: be nice to Did tt I say that? i'm i'm the one who i'm the one who defends tt all the time i i love i love me some taylor so um, just by the way sasha much sasha was the one who was going hard at the la galaxy again sasha Clashley, which by the way another person i love uh, love to death sasha's a great guy so uh, I, yeah i like I, sasha i enjoy all of i, I like enjoy,
2: taylor as well he just like he just there's color commentating and then there's you know <laughs> reading a novel to everyone
0: um, what we have here is the LA galaxy. Now, listen, they're going to tell you, this is the 99th overall meeting. And I think that <laughs> includes like us open cups and it includes, um, like post season and regular season. And like, it includes everything that has ever happened. Um, if you really want to take a look at it and, and try to figure out which games it is, good luck, have fun. Um, but they're going to, cl- they're going to classify this, this Cali Classico as the 99th overall meeting between the LA Team And the San Jose team. Um, so keep that in mind whenever you're watching all this, because people will certainly look at, uh, at at this game as, oh, the next one's going to be the 100th. So whenever the LA Galaxy play, hosts San Jose in the next game, it'll be the 100th overall meeting in this particular one. So uh, I think it's between Colorado and San Jose are the most the LA Galaxy have sort of played against uh galaxy do they have
2: a 50 do they have a 50 anniversary this year something no who's san jose they?
0: i don't know it could no. with the class yeah, or okay. something like that yeah. i don't think so something. i don't think it's that de- this is american soccer we rarely have anything that's that old um seattle i think is only in the 30s in the 30 years i don't know somebody will correct me i don't pay attention that much to seattle so.
2: maybe it was a kit thing i was looking at i don't know but yeah could yeah, be I know,
0: um, maybe. Anyway, so uh, what we have is the LA Galaxy on a four game unbeaten streak against San Jose 3-0-1. The Galaxy haven't lost to San Jose since July of 2022. Um, the big sort of marquee thing that you're going to watch for the the revenge factor is Mr. Preston Judd, who used to be with the LA Galaxy, now playing for the San Jose Earthquakes. Um, so look out for him because as we know, former LA Galaxy players love to score on the LA Galaxy. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> love it. The worst
2: one ever was Gordon. <laughs> oh, all the time,
0: all the time. Uh, if you watched any of the game with San Jose, playing against Dallas, you saw that San Jose scored first, actually. I think, I think they scored in the sixth minute or fifth minute of that game, went up 1-0. Dallas slowly came back from that and ended up being 2-1. Uh, San Jose had almost two goals um, on, the, on the XG. They were 1.7, so they did put a lot of shots on goal. They did test the goalkeeper. Dallas came up with some saves. Dallas didn't look like the better team for a lot of this game, but San Jose um, did eventually capitulate to them, and, and you found that Dallas was uh, came out on top with a 2-1 victory. So um, no matter what you're looking at and how you're looking at it here, the the uh, the San Jose Earthquakes are a dangerous team and they're going to be more uh, more quick. They're going to be more dangerous than what Miami was Um, looking down and and sort of seeing where everybody is. I'll tell you right now, number 10 with uh, which Christian Espinosa is the one you want to watch. He didn't have the best game in the world, um, but he was certainly somebody to watch. It was Kakanovich. Uh, which is uh, who scored the goal on Saturday for San Jose um, looked dangerous. Uh, wasn't somebody I think they expected to sort of be that dangerous. But in this particular game, he was a very dangerous one. You're looking at Jackson Yule. Uh, you're looking at Bobas is, is in on this team as well. So uh, Danielle mm-hmm. in, in goal for, for the Brazilian back goalkeeper. So listen, I think that there's some some defensive issues that San Jose has and we'll sort of watch to see if the LA Galaxy can exploit those. But this is a quick team. They like to get out. Mm-hmm. They like to run. That is going to counter what the LA Galaxy are probably going to want to do, which is get out and run. Uh, especially on the counter. But if you look at how you played against Miami, I would say something similar to that could also work against San Jose. That's sort of the good thing about Vandy ball in this particular case is that being condensed, um, being compact defensively pressing in the right moments, turning the ball over, Outletting it out to guys like Joseph Painso and Gabriel Peck um, would certainly be interesting to see. Do, so. do you
2: think San Jose better this a bit more stacked this season or?
0: I I think that uh, that remains to be seen. I'm not yeah, a huge. Uh, a huge believer in everything they do. Uh, but L- Lucha Gonzalez there, I, I don't, don't count them out, right? He definitely has a way of getting a lot mm-hmm. out of guys who maybe you don't expect a lot. Um, I, I, as I said, I thought I was actually pretty um, impressed with how they played against Dallas. I didn't think that that was a bad game at all. Um, and so, you know, so saying that and looking at that, it was sort of like, oh, okay, that makes some sense. Uh, right now, weather expected to impact this game. There's a good chance that it could stop Right around game time or extend into it. So, sort of watch that. But they are expecting rain. Tahoe's expecting like 10 to 12 feet of snow. So, that system is all headed towards that area and we'll, we'll sort of get in there. I don't know if it's atmospheric river uh, sort of ways. I'm there. so
2: over this atmospheric <laughs> river stuff. I'm ready for the summer. I don't know about everybody else. I'm ready to go to the Rose Bowl in yeah. my shorts. That's yeah. what I want. Yeah.
0: Um, the only other thing I can tell you about this, um, obviously, this game uh, on Apple TV on MLS season pass. So make sure you have that in order to watch this game. That's going to be important. But the only other thing that I'll sort of add before we get on there is that this is the first road trip for the LA galaxy. They'll be traveling up on Saturday morning, so they will not be moving until Saturday morning. They'll head up, they'll mm. play the game, and they will come back. Um, they they usually do that for the San Jose games. You travel up the day of, you get in there, mm-hmm. you get out. You get your three points, you hop back <laughs> on the plane, you get back to LA, all right? No need to spend any time there. It's, uh, it is it uh, is the whole thing. Oh, by the way, Ms. Ravino says it is their 50th. On their crest, it says 1974, so.
2: Yes, I responded because I was like, I know, I don't think I'm going mad, but it's the NA, NASL, so yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have
0: yeah, to really so. stretch for that one. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
2: Things I to, read too much sometimes.
0: I think Things to Watch for the LA Galaxy sovi does Gabrielle Peck start? In my mind, he does. Um, I've talked about it and somebody was, I think, criticizing us on the Monday podcast because I said I really like whenever you have Gabrielle Peck come off the bench because it's such a game changer, right? You're like, oh man, that's such a pace change, such a game changer. And then you have mm. Diego Fagundes who knows how to manage a game, who knows how to manage on defense and far- so like you start Fagundes and you have Peck come off, but he's a designated player. Gabrielle Peck is going he's to start. Stop. Yeah. And so I, and I get that. I just, in a perfect world, you have Gabrielle Peck start and then you have somebody like Gabrielle Peck come off the bench and also be in there, you know, <laughs> and do that. And that's no disrespect to Diego Fagundes. Um, just, you know, the game changing ability to come out at tired legs and all that stuff with Gabrielle Peck would be huge. But, um, you know, if I'm Vanny, if he looks good in training, cause remember he's, he's, he's in playing shape. He can go, um, then he I,
2: looked good when he came off the bench i i thought he did you think he looked good i thought I, he had a good
0: i have no problems with him there's a, there's an argument that yeah. he doesn't like to use his left foot i'm okay with that as long as you're creative with your right so you know yeah that's fine but joseph Painzel doesn't have to worry about that he's got it he's got it from both sides so i you know it it's not as big as a worry um but certainly i think that there will be pressure on peck and and i think he should start this game and i want to see where the la galaxy go with it and uh, you know, scoring first is always a good thing for the LA Galaxy. Get out there on the totally. road, score first, and then...
2: Here we go. It's the first California <laughs> Classico. That's it. All right, <laughs> this so, is the
0: one. <laughs> so in predictions guaranteed to be wrong, Sophie, you have the LA Galaxy traveling up to San Jose on Saturday, 7.30 p.m. on MLS mm. Season Pass. What is your prediction for this game?
2: I think if you want to be that team this season... You've got to like keep hammering home that we're here and we're different and we're someone to be reckoned with. It's not going to be easy. Um, I'm going to go with a 2 1 to LA Galaxy.
0: Interesting to this, and this is not a comment on your particular score. I'm just saying it's interesting to sort of sit there. I said it on Monday. I'll say it again. Your schedule gets easier when you think you're a good team. And I am currently in that mindset where I think the LA Galaxy are good, and I don't think the San Jose Earthquakes are on that level. And that's mm-hmm. a scary p- part to be in this early in the season, right? This is, why. This is, yeah. by the way, why you don't bet on Major League Soccer, because you have no idea what these two teams are capable of. You've seen one game. The Galaxy are right. not fully fledged out. I have no idea what they're going to do. Um, Do
2: you know why I think they're going to be better, though, as well? I, I can't get out of my mind what Greg said in in the um, scrum after Paint, Seal, and Peck's uh, reveal. When he, and I know he's spoken to you about it before, Josh, about having more time to focus with his players and be around the team and be with his squad instead of having to be pulled here and there to go to meetings. I was like, and he talked about going to England and watching Tottenham and Liverpool and Arsenal play because those are teams he likes their style. He enjoyed that. Um, I think he's different. This is a massive season for Greg Vanny. Huge, huge, huge. He's Very been deep. given, you know, he's been given a lot of faith, but I think he feels different this year. And I hadn't seen Greg in a long time. And so for that reason, I think this team already believes that they can win. MLS Cup they can get to a final I think they've got that belief already and they haven't even started yet
0: I need them to not get beaten down by things that just happen. like the Miami game would have been perfect Mm -hmm. had they won that game won nothing they are like we told you We told you we were good. We knew it. And all the stuff that we were thinking in the preseason is totally true. And now we know it. And now it's just, it's cements believing it. You have to win games in order to get the belief to really be settled in. So, um, I don't want them to have a crisis of confidence during these first ten games. I want them to go out there and be competitive and be in every single game and know that even if they come out on the losing side, that they were probably the better team and that they could do better. And if that happens throughout those first ten games, I believe that you could be right. It's it, it's percentages, right? It's like two percent, three percent. If you can be three mm-hmm. percent better as a team than the other team you win games right and that's the difference yeah. between you know making the playoffs not making the playoffs winning mls cup you know three, four, five percent um the la galaxy need to believe in that three or four or five percent and they can't do it without winning games so i would love to see them go up to san jose and get a two nothing win which is what i'm going to call two nothing win that's that's stupid right. um that's stupid in the face of everything that you know about major league soccer and travel but <laughs> it's a short trip um, the Galaxy are very much rested. It's been a week. If you're going to take points on the road from a team that I would consider their inferior right now, then this is the place to do it. And again, the schedule looks so much easier whenever you're a good team. And so the yeah. Galaxy need to prove that they're a good team. Go out and prove against San Jose that you are a good team, that you are a confident one. Back it up. You know, talk yeah. the talk, walk the walk, back it up. Get that defense putting up shutouts early. You know, get McCarthy putting up shutouts early. Don't let the confidence get rattled early in the season. You cannot afford to do it. I, I want to show you this chart before, great point. before I leave. Um, and this is all the games the LA Galaxy play. This is their 34-game schedule. Look at how front-loaded this schedule is. Uh, March, five games. April, four games. May, six games. June, five games. July, five games. Then they go into the break the month-long break for Leagues Cup, right? One game in August, they come back for four games, they come back for three games. When you look at this, there are only, se- there are only eight games, Sophie, that are played after Leagues Cup. Wow. Right? Or seven games. I forget which way the August one goes, whether it starts at the beginning, or whether there's one more in the beginning of August, I'd have to go back and look at it without this thing. But there's seven or eight games, and that's it after Leagues Cup. Everything that is going to happen in this season, for the most part, is going to be set up by March, April, May, June, July.
2: Well, May, June, July especially, that is mega right there. Huge. Okay. Is there an international break?
0: I'm sure there are international point. breaks in there. Well, there's Copa America here this summer. Yeah, yeah. well, some, the, the MLS is and not it, not stopping through Not that.
2: stopping no. for, right. No. Okay. That's why
0: Messi's probably not going to be with with Miami for those games. Uh, yeah, because he will be. Are you a fan
2: of League's now. Cup? Did you enjoy that last season? <sighs> yes, I mean, it's, I, did, I I, I was bitching about it before, but I, 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 I think it ended up being pretty entertaining. I can, I can
0: be okay with it. I can be okay with it. I, you know, I, I think I, let me see how they change it this year and how those changes sort of affect. Cause they're going to tweak it a little bit. So that way the, the Mexican teams host more games and don't have to travel as much and do some things. Let me see how they change it. And I'll tell you whether or not I like it, but um, I'm not opposed to it. Let's put it that way. It's a money grab. Let me be. I'm very, uh, very clearly. It's a money grab
2: josh is very much just waiting on a few things guys he's waiting he's <laughs> we'll waiting. see
0: I, I i refuse to get out, of, out ahead of this one right uh in a skiing yeah. term i will not get out ahead of my skis all right so we that will not happen uh, executive producer herb chimes in with the 20 dollars super chat herb always appreciate you thank you very much hey josh here to say hi to the one and only sophie glad to see her on the show again viewers listeners please hit that like button that's from executive producer herb um that is his honorary title um, whenever he stops by the show so always glad to do it
2: all right so of anything else that you want to talk about about this game? Um, no, I just uh, I'd like to see Dan get um, a couple goals. That would be great. I, I want he I think his confidence is going to be key. Uh, I think there's already some super confident players in this team. Um, I think it's important for him to get off to a good start. You would. Uh, that was what was noodling in my head when you said this team's got to get off to a good start. You know, kind of do the believing thing. I, I know they believe. I feel that. But I think he in particular has to get off to a cracker. So I'm looking, I'm going to look out for his performance more than anyone else's. This weekend
0: definitely one to watch as MLS put out in their PR uh, most goals versus the earthquakes in LA Galaxy history. Well, that would be Mr. Landon Donovan <laughs> with eight uh, and 17 games played. Robbie Keane with eight and 14 games played. Edson Buttle with six and nine games played. Carlos Ruiz in six and six in 11 games played. And Dayon Jovalich right now outpacing those guys. If you're looking at the games played six games played four goals for Dayan Jovalich. So he likes to smash some Smurfs whenever he can get. A chance to do so. And that is what the L.A. Galaxy will get to do. 7.30 p.m. coming up on Saturday, uh, March 2nd, L.A. Galaxy ho- uh, taking on and traveling up to San Jose, probably in the rain. So that'll be an interesting one to watch. So if anything else that you want to get to before we get out of here?
2: No, I'm I'm really looking forward to the season. Very excited to be back. Um, I think it's going to be another corker of a season. And uh, I will make a bold prediction. Ooh. Would you like that?
0: No, why not? I'm always up for bold Let's predictions. Let's
2: do this. Okay. Um, I predict that LA Galaxy will finish above LAFC Okay. and Seattle this season. Interesting. Does that make us? This, does that make them winners of the Western Conference? I don't know. It,
0: it could, unless <laughs> St. Louis was was one of those teams that was way up in the Western Conference last year. I don't know if they'll be able to yeah, repeat. Yeah. Um, Portland, with the way that they started against the Colorado Rapids, who's generally probably the worst team in Western Conference, but nobody seems to acknowledge that right now. That could be one that is uh that is up there as well. It's early to say, but I do like it and I do think it's an interesting uh, take. It would be one. It's to a watch.
2: bold prediction to me. When I, I know it's only the first game. Um, But it was a messy game down there last uh, Saturday. I think that Boanga's a great player. I mean, he's really, they, you know, they may lose him in the summer. Don't know yet, but um seattle just you know i don't know there's something i fancy it that's just my gut my okay. greek gut says that okay so that's all i have for today
0: wonderful i love it so that's the uh, that's the prediction that will get played over and over again right that's what <laughs> we'll make sure we cut it's that one it's gonna
2: haunt me <laughs> all right
0: so tell people where they can find you and we will get on out of here let's go
2: uh, at soccer diva and at Highbury squad come visit come say hi love you guys great to be back Thanks for all your kind words and lovely messages.
0: There you go, Miss Sophie, the canon Nicolau. Thanks, Sophie. We appreciate it. If you're looking for me on Twitter, at Jay Guestman, at Galaxy Podcast, head on over to Uh Like this channel if you're here. Like this video. If you're here, go on to all of our different Spotify's and all the different places you can watch. Spotify, Apple Music, all those fun places. Like our podcast. Get your friends to listen to us, alright? Alright, for Mr. For Mr. For Miss Sophie the Canon Nikolaou. I could um, be
2: Mr. Too. That, either way, it works. <laughs> I am
0: Miss Josh Pato-Gessman, and you've been listening, you've been watching to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Have a great one, everybody. You've been listening to the
1: Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. Fans, we thank you for listening. We ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo. And on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye.